Um, I've titled this one, Grace in Times of Adversity. So showing grace to others when things are good is quite an easy thing. Um, it's not complicated, it's not a huge 10-step program um, that you need to go through. It's about showing kindness to someone else even when they don't deserve it. Grace is going out of our way to give compassion, kindness and love to someone even if they may not appreciate it um, or even return the favour. On the grand scale of things, it's choosing to act positively towards someone who might even hate the sight of you or have done something wrong to you in the past. But that's the hard part, is doing it when things aren't good and we're having a tough time. (laughs) Ask any parent of a teenager about showing grace when things are tough. (laughs) Sorry, darling. Um, (laughs) As parents, we tend to do this a lot, but why? Because we love our kids. Um, We all go through times of difficulty and adversity, and in these times, we have an opportunity to either sink into the toughness of the situation or to rise to the challenge and learn how to show grace even in the toughest of times. During the Second World War, there was a woman by the name of Corrie Ten Boom. I'm sure that lots of you would have heard of her. Um, She lived with her parents and her sister. They were watchmakers in the Netherlands. And during the war, they helped over 800 people escape from the Nazis until someone unfortunately betrayed them and notified the Nazis. Then she and her family were all imprisoned and sent to concentration camps. I've just got a wee video. I wonder if we can just play that now.
So in that moment, Curry had a choice. She could have walked away from that man. There were some awful things that happened, and I think most of us would sit here and go, yep, she'd be well in her rights just to walk away. But she didn't choose to sit there and hold on to that unforgiveness. She actually chose to turn to God for help to forgive him and show grace towards him. Grace means giving ourselves permission to be God's work in process. The Nazi officer and Corrie ten Boom are both work, were both God's work in progress. Corrie was working on, on forgiving him and the officer was working on turning his life towards Jesus. If we look at the life of Jesus, we can see how he has modelled um, and taught us how to show grace. There are many examples of Jesus showing grace to us and showing us what it looks like. In Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, we read the story of the paralysed man. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door while he was preaching God's word to them. Four men arrived carrying a paralysed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralysed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of the, religion, of the religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralysed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat and walk. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, go home. The man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen this before. You see, this sort of thing was, at that time was unheard of. Someone's sins being forgiven and healing at the same time. This is something that they just hadn't seen. Um, or even heard, but um, Jesus showed them what grace and forgiveness looked like in that moment. Another example of Jesus showing grace is the story of the crippled woman in Luke, Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 17. I'll read that as well. It says, On the Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent down for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand up straight. How she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not the Sabbath. But the Lord replied and said, You hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Do you not untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things. So there are several things to also notice about that incident. Jesus uses it as a teachable moment to show the kind of compassion that we should have towards other people. Um, people that are going through hard times, whether that be physical or emotional. 
The women didn't directly ask God for healing, but Jesus saw her and saw her need and did what was within his power to alleviate that need. There are also many examples just in the crucifixion of how Jesus modelled grace to us. Jesus showed compassion and grace towards his executioners. In Luke 23, and verse 34, it says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, as they divided up his clothes and cast lots. Jesus began by asking God to forgive the executioners and all the Romans and the Jews who were tormenting him. Even though none of them deserved forgiveness, Jesus understood their spiritual blindness and the guilt that each of them had. Jesus' prayer for forgiveness is a beautiful expression of his infinite compassion and grace towards them. Jesus showed grace and compassion towards the robber that was sitting next to him. One of the robbers that was next to him was mocking Jesus. In verse 39, also chapter 23, one of the criminals who hung, on the, hung there hurled some insults and said to him, Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Now you and I would look at someone, being, someone doing this as being rude and disrespectful towards Jesus. But the robber on the other side of Jesus piped up and basically told him, be quiet, button your lip. <laughs> you know, that's not okay. Um, in verses 40 to 43, it says, but the criminal rebuked him. Do you not fear God, he said, since you and I are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting, our, our de- we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then Jesus said to him, Remember me when you come no he said sorry he said to Jesus remember me when you come into the kingdom and Jesus said to him truly i tell you today you will be with me in paradise again jesus is compassionate towards the robber despite his own um, his own suffering even though he was in pain and fighting for breath jesus gave grace to the man who worked out that he had no other hope except for divine grace and jesus graciously confirmed the thief's new faith and gave, it to the, and gave him his salvation. As I said at the beginning, I'm, this sermon has sort of come out of really what I need to hear. Um, and this became very evident to me just a couple of days ago. So I'd pretty much written my sermon, and then this happened. Um, <laughs> funny how that happens, isn't it? <laughs> um, we as a family were given some pretty tough news. Now, just as a bit of a background, this tough news has come on the top of what's already been a bit of a challenging time for us as a family. Um, we're actually gearing ourselves up as a family to say goodbye to the children, children's grandfather. Um, he's recently been diagnosed with cancer on his brain um, and been given just a matter of weeks to live. So we're already trying to get our heads around that. And then a couple of days ago, we got a call from the foster care agency indicating that we've got somebody in the, in the children's family who wants to challenge the guardianship. Um, I won't go into the details because I just want to protect the children around that, but um, as you can imagine, this has brought up a ton of feelings for all of us. For me in particular, I've been scared and I've felt incredibly angry towards this person. Now, we know full well that this person has 0% chance of being successful. Um, Yeah, in fact, we were talking to the children's lawyer and uh, her words were over my dead body. Um, Anyway, (laughs) yeah. So even though we're aware that 
this is not likely to be successful and that we are going to be okay as a family. It doesn't stop some of these feelings. Um, so as this has happened, I've been reminded of the words that I've just shared, that giving grace means giving ourselves and the other people permission to be God's work in progress. It's fair to say that at the moment, I'm not there yet. Um, I'm struggling to see this person as God's work in progress, but I'm working on it. And we all have to start at the beginning with these things. I'm currently at the beginning. Um, so how are some of the, what, what are some of the ways that we can actually go about um, practically you know, showing grace to people? How can I do that? <laughs> the, fir- the first one is turning to God. When we're faced with challenges, our tendency is to turn inwards, try and ignore the problem, but like an ostrich with the head in the sand. Um, However, it doesn't actually help us grow or learn from our experiences. When we turn to God, we can humble ourselves and let him show us the way forward. Psalm 25 verses 4 to 5, it says, "Show Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. As this verse indicates, if we turn to God, he is willing and able to teach us. I think we often get caught up in the asking part, um, where we don't want to ask for help. We're too proud. Well, maybe that's just me. Um, (laughs) And sometimes when things are hard, um, going to God's not always the first thing we think of. But maybe it should be the first thing we think of. Step number two is to set an example. Adversity is a chance to set an example of love and grace when those around you see you handle hardship with unwavering love and patience. They see a true example of Jesus. Like when Jesus was on the cross and he was in pain and suffering, yet he was still showing grace. He was still setting that example. In John 15 verse 9 it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept mine, uh, kept my Father's commands and remain in love with you. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. Um, if you, yeah, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because as servants, because servants do not know what the master's business is. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You, do not choo- you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and be a fruit, fruit that will last And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my great command. Love each other. There's another version of this verse that says, uh, love each other deeply, which I really like. So the example that the Bible tells us is to love one another deeply. Um, Don't just tell someone that you care about them. Show them that you care about them. Let your actions speak just as Jesus' did on the cross. The next step is to gain gain clarity. In Psalm 34 verse 4 it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Challenges, persecution and adversity can give us clarity. 
the world often provides stimulation overload and tries to tell us that we should think about what we should think about and prioritize adversity and time and tough times strip all the pretenses away and leave us with clarity and simplicity of thought often sometimes in those deep places we find the answers and we find that clarity if i think about times when i um about times when things have not been going so good like there might be times with our kids and there might be you know they're struggling with something and we're, we're struggling through something with them it's amazing how often I've sat there and gone oh I think it's this I think this behavior is happening because of this and this feeling is happening because of this and it's amazing how sometimes just in the, those depths there's this clarity now I know that that's not me um, it's got to be God because I don't have that much knowledge. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm intelligent, but it's like sometimes that's just a God thing. Yeah. So, yeah, the verse, it, it, says, it, it says that it's delivered us from fear. When we are clear um, and we can see what is before us, this is what, this is what helps us with that fear. The next step is to be better and not bitter. When we are bitter, we can often become unpleasant people to be around. In Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as, um, just as in Christ God forgave you. We can use our failures as fuel and adversities in a way to lead us where we need to be. Take, it, take each challenge as a lesson, making you a better person rather than being bitter. I was speaking to a young girl recently. Um, she's actually given me permission to tell this part of her story. Um, she was being bullied at school um, pretty much on a daily basis by another little girl. Um, this has obviously brought up a lot of negative feelings and a desire to be bitter and retaliate in return um, by doing mean things back. But what was happening in this situation is that both girls were caught in this cycle of being bitter towards each other and hurting each other, neither one of them wanting to back down. As this young girl and I were talking, we discussed the possibility of being the person that broke that cycle. What would it be like for you to break that cycle? She agreed to give it a try, and the next time that it happened, instead of retaliating, she walked away and notified a teacher. Now she's told me that she found this really hard to do, um, as, as you can imagine, there's a lot of hurt going on there. Um, but she's been learning to do this and learning to not be bitter. Now, for this young girl in her situation, unfortunately, it's not resolved yet. But she's on her way to being better and not bitter. She's on her way to learning that this girl is actually acting out of her own hurt and that it has not got anything to do with something that she's done wrong, but it's about the other person. When we turn to God, we set examples. Um, when we turn to God, when we set examples, when we gain clarity and we learn to be better and not bitter, we learn to show grace. Grace even when things are tough. Just as I, I'm just going to get the band to come back up. I'll just sort of finish up. As I've been preparing this week um, and for today, there's been a really old song that's been going through my head. Um, the song is called The Lord is Gracious and Compassionate and I've Ask the band if we can sing that. I just want to go over the words for, to read them out to you. So these are the words. It says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He is compassion for all that he has made. 
So as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. Praise the Lord, O my soul, praise the Lord. What I love about this song is that it actually, it just spells it out. God's gracious, he's compassion, he doesn't get angry quickly, and it doesn't matter how big what we are going through, um, he is there for us. And our response to that is praise you, Lord. For everything in me, thank you for everything that you are doing. So let's just sing that song. <laughs>